Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Out of Office. I'm Malika Kapoor. My guest today is Jacopo Venturini, the chief executive of Italian couture house Valentino. Venturini's first day on the job was in June 2020. Clearly, the first year didn't end up being the year he imagined. But as parts of the world emerged from the pandemic, Venturini, like many of us, says he's glad to see people coming together and businesses picking up. Valentino's sales have come roaring back. They're almost at pre-pandemic levels now. Clearly, those instantly recognizable metal studs on bags and shoes are still a favorite with consumers. Venturini is back at Valentino for a third time. Previously, he held merchandising positions at Prada and Gucci, where he was widely credited with leading the brand's commercial success. He has a nose for business, a sense of what's likely to trend, a passion for sustainability, Valentino is going for free from next year. Beneath all that, there's a young boy who loved fashion so much, he would choose his outfit for school at night before he slept. A teenager who faced some troubled times because he didn't conform to a rule book, he was different. And a creative spirit who is happiest in his own company and when he's by the sea. He is out of office with Jacopo Venturini, the chief executive of Valentino. Jacopo Venturini, thank you for joining me on Out of Office. It's a pleasure. Thank you for your invitation. I saw you were in New York recently for the Met Gala. How was it? It was interesting and uh, I mean, it was the first time for me, so it was very interesting. So tell me what you found most interesting, especially since this was uh, the first time for you. Oh, you know, the the fact to see so many people uh, that you know, but you don't know at the same time, uh, all together in the same place. And that was, I mean, after the pandemic was something really, I mean, it was something that we are not used to, to be all together in a, in a, in a room, uh, enjoying time together. Did it feel like the world was getting back to normal? Yeah, in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, yes. Of course, with all the respecting all the rules, it, it, it was definitely a, a, a step to going back to normal. Yeah, that's what was the feeling. What really impressed me is that you could feel uh, the real need uh, of, uh, of all the people to go back to a normal life. Yeah, I think everyone's ready for that now, right? It's been yeah. so long. Yeah. And I saw that many high-profile stars were wearing Valentino creations, including Whoopi Goldberg. How does the process work? What's the backstory behind these creations? It's a double uh, direction. There is someone coming uh, to us, but it's Per Paolo that we uh, done a winter select. We choose the people that uh, would like to have at the table, the house uh, for, uh, for the night. I want to go back to your early days. 
What yeah. sparked your interest in fashion and in design? Uh, this is something that I think uh, I'm born with because I remember myself uh, when, when when I was uh, really a child. I mean, at, at six years old, five years old, uh, I was very determined on how to dress. I didn't want uh, anybody to interfere. So, uh, of course, it was my mother by my my clothes, but and I was preparing the thing, the, 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 the outfit uh, the night before. So for me, as always, been something uh, that were very sensitive uh, with. Uh, and uh, you know, at that time, we are talking about uh, <laughs> we are talking about 47, <laughs> 48 years, year. I'm 52, so we are talking about a lot of time ago. And uh, there was not internet, so and and I was obsessed with seeing. Uh, the, the collection and see what what was on the on, on the magazine. So I remember myself uh, going to the newsstand and buying uh, all the all the magazines. Uh, at the time, there was a, a big a big uh, magazine that was uh, twice a year. It was, I remember it was the name was Collezioni, where you could see all the the the, the collection on the runway and I was obsessed with that it was extremely expensive but I was I, I was buying this uh, every every six months because uh, I've only been I've always been in love with uh, with uh, fashion and uh, I mean I remember also going with my mother uh, buying uh, clothes for for herself for myself and uh, it was for me it was like the most uh, amazing part of uh, my day. I prefer much more to, to go with my mother to buy clothes than play with my friends. How did you know what to put together as a young boy? I think it's something natural. I mean, I, th- I think it's something uh, nobody really taught me anything. It's something very natural. And I don't even know if it was right, wrong, a good taste, bad taste. Uh, I don't know. It was for, for sure something uh, not, let's say, in the rules. Yeah. I, 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 I've always been a, a bit out of the rules. And even when we are like 14, 15, and 18, uh, it's not necessarily an easy thing. That's what I was. So. When you say it's not really an easy thing, especially as a teenager, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you remember of, of those years that you say you remember it not being so easy? I, I remember that I really felt like always an outsider. I really felt that, that someone that was not in, uh, in uh, couldn't find the right place to stay and, and the right people to stay with. This was something that came after when I started to work. I mean, I studied economics, but then when I was 25, I started to work uh, at La Rinascente, which is the department store in, uh, in, in Italy. And there I, I started to find uh, people that uh, were uh, similar to me and that, that I could have a relationship. I mean, my boss, uh, my first boss at La Rinascente is now one of my best friends. Uh, there was uh, five or six people of my age uh, just. Uh, graduate from the university and I'm 
big friends with uh, all of them, and uh, one of them is uh, my boyfriend since uh, uh, years ago. Wow. It, it was really a, a, a very good experience, uh, even from uh, the professional point of view, but uh, uh, also for, for, from a personal perspective, because uh, uh, it, it was the first time that I felt surrounded by people uh, I have something in common. Uh, Who speak the same language. Not, Yeah, not only from, not, not not necessarily from a from a superficial point of view, just uh, yeah. you know, the, the light clothes or whatever, but also from a sensitivity point of view, also from the fact that you know, we, we know we, we were not necessarily in the rules. So it, it was something that really gave me a, a different perspective of myself, and I started to find myself and my identity in that moment of my life. I have a 14-year-old son, and I know that yeah. teenage years are tricky years, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was especially tricky for you because as you talk about all these sensitivities, how did you manage? Where did you get the strength from? Well, I, I had a mother that was very supportive, and this was uh, one of the best support that I had. And then I, I remember I had few friends, very few friends, and these were like my, my kind of uh, refugees, mm-hmm. my kind of small community, you know. But I was always one-to-one, one, one, two or three people, not, not more than this. Because otherwise, when, when I was like in big group, uh, I always felt uh, that I was not in the right place. What about your father, the rest of your family, and do you have siblings? No, 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 no. I'm, I was the only child. I'm a child of, of elder parents mm-hmm. because my father, when I born, when, when I born, was like 48 years old, and my mother 37. So for that time, they were quite old. Uh, my father was a commercial director for, for commercial director for a licensed company in fashion, but it was not uh, at all a fashion man. A normal family, but they teach me. They taught me very important value of you know politeness, uh, care of people, uh, ethics, uh, things that to me are uh, very important and that were really driver of, of all my life. You talked about the tricky teenage years that you had, and they were yeah. difficult for you. I imagine it took a lot of strength and courage to get through those years. How did those years shape the person you are today? How did those years shape the person you are as a CEO? First of all, the capability to enjoy to stay with myself, which, uh, which is something I think is very important. I mean, in those years, I really live on my on myself the 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 difficulty of being uh, perceived as as uh, a different person as a person that was not let's say in the in the rules so this uh, i think that uh, is uh, is something that really helped me to be a very open person that doesn't judge people that doesn't uh, 
but it is very open to the people. Of course, uh, it was uh, it, 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 it was not uh, easy then uh, to transform uh, this kind of, uh, of, of difficult moment into a, a strength. Uh, but of course, I mean, I also went to therapist and I do I did uh, uh, that. I think it's something that is very interesting for for a human being because you you really have uh, the possibility to know yourself. And, and I think uh, it's something that uh, I would uh, redo 100 times uh, because I, I think that is one of the best gifts uh, I gave to me because it's really the way to, to know about yourself and to discover yourself. And this was uh, one of the support uh, that I had after because I started to do that when I was uh, 25, 26 years old. Transform my kind of uh, difficult uh, background uh, into a strength. Of course, it takes time, but it's possible. That's amazing that you say that you would redo it over and over again. You wouldn't change those I, years. Yeah, I think it's the best thing, it's the best gift I've ever given to myself. And it said it taught you to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. In a recent interview, you said something interesting. You said, I work before yeah. I talk. I like to keep a low profile. Given your title, given the industry you're in, isn't it difficult yeah. to keep a low profile? <laughs> no, I think you can. I think you can. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, being yourself, being true to yourself. Uh, you can. I mean, it, it's just, it's just a matter of how you are. It's, I've never, I've always been uh, in in all my life, uh, all all, uh, all all the job. I've always been uh, behind the scene, and uh, I don't have any willingness to be at the center of of the attention. You know success when you see it, or you think you do. The people in the spotlight, athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. What is the most important value to you as a business leader? What is the one value that you think is most important? I think that 
one of the most important thing is respect for the people. I think that the other the other thing is uh, to be able and to be willing uh, to give back uh, what uh, you learn uh, until that moment and to be open to learn. So to, to, to be generous in a way, but at the same time to be very open to continue to learn. To, sur- to be surrounded by people that are not yes men, which is mm. something that to me is uh, something that I could never accept. I like to be surrounded by, by people that challenge me all day. And I think that... Uh, in order to be a good leader, you have to be, you have to, first of all, you have to lead by example. So you cannot pretend that, you know, people behave in the way, in the way you want if you don't do it uh, as, as the first example. But generally speaking, I think that empathy, respect, generosity in a way, but also being very open to learn by and listen by the people you are surrounded by is very important. You are the CEO of Valentino, which means on one side you look after the design part, the fashion part, but you're also responsible for the numbers. And congratulations. I know you've had a good year despite the pandemic and you're almost back. Your turnover is almost back to pre-pandemic levels, which is which is amazing. Yeah. One of the ways you've put your stamp on the company is by your focus on sustainability. And I know that's very, very important to you. You've announced that you're going for free from next year. How difficult is it for someone with a love for fashion to change tradition to meet sustainability goals? Fashion has been a tradition and a part of the fashion industry for so long. So how difficult is it to break with tradition because you want to be environmentally friendly? Uh, Now, sustainability is not, let's say, a marketing tool anymore, but should be something very serious. I cannot think about ethics without thinking about sustainability and the opposite. I mean, to me, they go hand by hand. So for me, it's not a choice. We have to do it. Then uh, we have to be very realistic and very honest to ourselves. It's not something that you can do as uh, a quantum, a a leap, a big, big leap. You have to do step by step. And uh, you have to learn how to do it. You have to be surrounded by people that knows how to do it. And uh, But you can do steps in the right direction. The decision to go for free is, is uh, or alpaca free, or I mean, to be to, to sign the, the agreement with Greenpeace uh, years and years ago, or uh, to change the packaging and having a package packaging which is uh, 55% sustainable, or you know, starting to do sneakers that are uh, for a big part sustainable and recyclable. It's something that uh, I think that we we don't have another option. We have to do it. Just to give you a, a, a very simple example, we we want to plant trees in the city where we are uh, to give back oxygen to the city. I mean, we, we want really to give back to the to to, to the planet. That, generally speaking, 
I have this concept of giving back, which I think it, it, uh, it's very important that it goes with ethic and sustainability. Now, you've worked at Gucci, you've worked at Prada, and this yeah. is actually, you've worked at Valentino before, right? This is your yeah. third, yeah. Your third, third, time. third time at Valentino. Yeah. 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 What is it about Valentino, the company that keeps bringing you back? After, after La Rinascente, I was very determined to work for Valentino. Don't ask me why, but I knew that I wanted to work for Valentino. Well, of course I have to and, ask you why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because, no, but I, 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 I know why, because I, I, I think exactly what I think now. I think that is the, the, the most established Italian Maison de Couture. And uh, I think it has uh, a very strong heritage. And uh, for me, the fact that it's the, the, the most established Maison de Couture, Italian Maison de Couture, it's something that uh, opens values and strategy that uh, other companies can do in different ways. So, of course, uh, uh, we are uh, uh, smaller than, uh, than other Maison de Couture. Uh, if you think about the French one, but uh, I think that uh, we have uh, the, the, the chance to, to play a different game, to be much more personal with our, uh, create much, much, much more personal relationship with our clients. And I think that uh, the, the, the fact of being uh, a maison de couture, I mean, couture make you think about uh, the relationship that there is between the client and the premier make you think about the obsession for detail, make you think about the fact that something is made for you and uh, announce the, the importance of uh, that person. Who do you think has had the biggest influence on your life, either in your personal life or in your professional life? There is not one single person. I was very lucky in my life, uh, I think, because uh, I, I've already told you about the story of, of La Rinascente, so I'm not going to repeat it, but this was uh, a kind of influence. Then, I mean, at the end of the day, I have a personality, for sure, but uh, even strong, but uh, mm -hmm. the, the fact to have had the possibility to meet uh, so, so many different people and to have the, the possibility to have uh, even a personal relationship and, and a professional relationship really make me more uh, rich, uh, make me more uh, complete as a person and really make me also discover part of myself that was still uh, hidden even uh, if, uh, if, if I did uh, 20 years of analysis. <laughs> there are still parts of yourself that are hidden and that you can discover, which yes. I think is one of the best things of the life. Absolutely, absolutely. And in your personal life, is there anybody who stands out as having had the biggest impact on you? Well, my, my mother was, was, was one of the persons that really taught me, as, as I told you at the beginning. Yeah the importance of the respect for people, which is something that I always uh, have in my, in my heart uh, on, on, on a daily basis. And then, you know, I'm staying, uh, I'm, I'm having the, the, this, the, the, the same boyfriend uh, since 23 years. Uh, 
Uh, we are completely different people, person. We are like the moon and the sun. Really? But, uh, yeah. But Does you thing, work in fashion too? Yeah. But but I think that uh, the fact to be so different, of course, we are going to of contact because otherwise it would be very difficult. But uh, yeah. the kind of, you know, growing together and uh, I don't know if you say complement together. Yeah, yeah complement together. So it's, uh, it's something very, very interesting. And then I have very few friends, but uh, that's for me and my family. And the last question is, this podcast is called Out of Office. What's your favorite thing to do when you're not in the office? Uh, definitely going uh, as much as possible closer to the sea mm. and look at the sea and listening to the noise of the sea. Beautiful. There is nothing as relaxing as that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Great. Mr. Venturini. really the best way to recover it. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite uh, seaside spot you go to? Uh, yeah, I have a I, I have a house in in Liguria, which is near Milan, where I go when I can by the sea. Just it to is, it is really close to the sea. Yeah, it's my escape place. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time. I've really enjoyed this Thank conversation. You. Me too. And thank you for opening up and being so honest. I really oh, appreciate I mean, it. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to share uh, all this. That was Jacopo Venturini, the CEO of Valentino. I enjoyed hearing about his teenage years and how those years of not fitting in made him develop a stronger sense of self and drove home the importance of tolerance and acceptance. I hope you enjoyed listening to this chat as well. Remember, Out of Office is on the Bloomberg Terminal, on Bloomberg.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We're also on Twitter. The handle is at podcasts. This episode was produced by Laura Carlson. I'm Malika Kapoor. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you stay well. And as always, thank you for listening. down has begun from may 14th to 16th a thousand global leaders will gather in doha for the carter economic forum powered by bloomberg join heads of state influential ministers and leading ceos to make new connections gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions request your invite for this exclusive event at carter economic forum.com